Anthony, after all that, it looks like you need a beer, buddy. I would like one. At least nine. That's <laughs> nine. Ah, yeah, let's crack these guys out here. Yeah, perfect. Thanks. Sweet. Well, hello, 2022. Goodbye, 2021. And the uh, the podcasts and stuff. Welcome, welcome. Heavy metal over a six pack. Thanks for downloading, listening. Blah 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 blah. All of the above. All of those. All of the above. Yes, all of the above. So, we will start today's festivities with a brew. Good. Uh, what do we a, have? This is a semi-local. Well, semi-local to us. This was a uh, New Market, New Hampshire. A little bit of a ride from uh, from where we. Uh, Went semi-local. <laughs> this is a, a new market, New Hampshire, a little bit of a ways from us. Uh, it is the brewery is called Deciduous mm-hmm. Brewing Company. Which stupid question? I happened to be with my fiance when we were there, and she's like, "Do you know what deciduous means?" And I said, "No." And she's like, "It's a type of tree." It's like you know what. Yes, it's a type of tree. Yes, yes. I did have that knowledge somewhere in my brain from like when I was in like first grade. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, this uh, this particular beer that I chose to bring is a Czech-style dark lager called okay. Trodden. If you were to pour it in the glass, it is a glorious black color, which I enjoy black beer for some reason. It makes me feel Vikingish. Okay. And... Down the hatch. Off we go. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, we can yeah. touch tips. That's cool. The interesting thing with these is, like, they want to be a stout, but they're, like, not. If that makes sense. When I first saw it, I was intrigued by the Belgian-style dark lager. Because, like, you know, Belgian styles are usually pretty uh, enjoyable. Pretty yeah. Like yeah. Allagash White, mm-hmm. um, the Blue Moons, if you will, which yeah. I'm not a fan of. But That's overrated. This has like a roastiness about it. It's good. It's kind of what I thought. It's not heavy by no, any means. No, no. Like it's definitely like a, a light drinker. Like I said, pouring it in a glass is glorious. It's gloriously black. It's black only, and it's only five percent. Yeah, it's not a. It's not going to kill you. But it's it's like. What's the word? Like, it's thick. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a light beer. It doesn't feel like a light beer. There's definitely some body. There's some yeah, body there. That's the word I was going for. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it's a talk show. But we're just going to sit here and drink our beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys do your thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I cheated. I did have one of these prior to coming today, so I will, uh, I'll give Anthony the opportunity to score. And then you want I will, me to score first? And then I'll give you my first impression score from, like, huh? over the weekend. It's good. I mean, hang on. What? It's nice because, it, like we've discussed, I don't like the, the that weird, funny aftertaste you get from, you know, all the other random weird types of attempted, like, subgenres of beer. Sure, sure. There's no... Uh, um, but this no, doesn't have that. This doesn't have that no at all. There's no lingering gnarliness. Right, right. Um, I'm going to... I'd give it... Hmm, give it a 4.5. That's what I'm going to go with. It's a fantastic number. Fantastic number. Yeah. I could drink this. I mean, I would. Yeah. So when I was at this place, um, this was the first one that I tried, and I tried like a couple of others, and I ended up buying this to take it home kind of a thing. But my first initial reaction, I think I was at the same spot, 4.5. 4.5. So 4.5 by all. Okay. 
for deciduous. Yeah. That's a very good. I don't think so. Change. Ever. 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 Speaking of the beer review, we're down a member at the moment. Yeah. He's a fibber and decided not to come. <laughs> well, at least I don't got to talk about Trivium the whole time. This time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. The whole time? Alright, so with it being the new year, I think we have some uh, mop-up duty to do for the uh, 2021 uh, season, and that is <clears throat> the now third annual Packy Awards. <sighs> Thank you. Thank that you. was that was cheering. I, think. I see. I see what you did there. I see what you that did was there. Cheering. So we have a uh, we have a list of categories, and um, it's a uh, like I said show. We are light one host on the show, but uh, myself and Anthony. Hey. Will distribute said awards if you've uh, heard the show in the past. Again, there's uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, 12 or 13 count, uh, categories. I lost count halfway up. Um, 12, yeah. I get 12. In various areas. So we will uh, we will distribute our Packy Awards so you guys can know what you were uh, missing. Had not heard. The most awesome of 2021. That's, that's better than what I said. I'm, uh, I tried not to double dip. I did it once. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually all over the place. Same. Like, really all I over mean, the mentally place. and this list. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, some of these were very tough. Mm. I, had, I had a harder time this it's year. It's always hard when you're going to, like, pick from the year. Like, the, I mean? the new artist thing? I was like, who, who the hell is new? <laughs> My, and then I think there was something that was, like, new. Mine's then, a stretch. It's okay. I have um. We'll, we'll get there when we yeah, get yeah. there. No spoilers. Shall we um? Shall we just dive in? Should yeah. we pick one of these categories mm -hmm. and just um? So I think we usually start. I didn't put these in any kind of particular order, but these are the big guys right here. Why don't we start with um? Let's start with that category I just mentioned. Best new artist of the Best year. Best new artist, okay. God, Anthony, how would you, you want me to go first? So mine's sort of a stretch. Um, these guys released an album in like 2015, but then nothing. And then all singles in like this year and last year. And then like... The same album re-released this year. Okay. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Uh, the the, the <laughs> band in uh, question here is, is Chugaboom, which I have just been recently uh, shown. Uh, thank you, Chris, from our last episode, actually, oddly enough. Three and a half hours in a car. You can really, really share music. <laughs> Uh, so, I guess in theory, if you want to put them as, like, like Psycho Stick, because, like, the, the topics are, like, silly, and, you know, they're like a joke kind of deal. But they have the, uh, what is it? Like, the style, I guess, more kind of like that Gent style. Or, you know, like your your Miss May Eyes and stuff like that. So, like, really heavy. And they have, like, the like the highs and the, the stupid lows and the, the uh, bass drops and shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, but they're just, like, they're very talented. And, I, and they've kind of crawled into my brain and they're still there. But I, I kind of pulled them. Since they're not super popular and they're still, like, on the rise and everything kind of came out this year, mm -hmm. I'm going to roll them as the new. I say count it. In fact, that's. I I had a couple of options if, yeah. we, if we went with that, um, but I decided to stay true. First off, side note, I one trillion percent refused to recognize Spirit Box as the best <laughs> new metal every, every artist. Every time I looked up like new what metal, they the keep fuck popping up. 
They're not even new anymore. They were in the same last year. Were they really? I think it was this year. Well, no, because last year we talked about it. That was like when the whole thing oh. came into. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe the release didn't come out till 21. Maybe. Like the full album. Maybe. But I absolutely refuse. <laughs> God, I hate well, that's, them. That's like Gojira. Gojira was always in like the new. So it's like, I don't. I'm starting to like Gojira now because like Spirit Box is out. Spirit Box Bits. is on liquid metal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? Why are why are these people on liquid metal? Mm -hmm. Like, because I actually fluidity. went away from Octane, went over to Liquid Metal because mm -hmm. they were playing Spirit Box, and <laughs> now they followed you. It's like Spirit Box is having a takeover, and I'm like, what? Why are they? Ugh, terrible. <laughs> um, nah, boo. So, I looked up this uh, this artist catalog. There was um there's one song that caught my attention. Sometimes I am manipulated by the uh octane uh, mm -hmm. satellite radio mm -hmm. and um the song uh the song is called anarchy okay. by artist lilith czar yeah i've heard i've heard that one yeah, yeah. it's very um it's female fronted it's, it's correct? something it's well, like that's her act, name it's like her solo, yeah, 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 yeah it's like her solo act um anarchy is a really cool song there's something like really enchanting about it now the rest of her uh, recorded catalog, it's not very metally, mm -hmm. but this is a cool song. And as far as like finding somebody that's uh, that was definitely new this year, uh, definitely interesting and doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, I believe I saw she's uh, she's going to be on a tour in the spring with uh, Seven Dust. Yep. Um, got some good stuff going on, mm -hmm. and it's Anarchy is actually a really good song. So my yeah. my best new artist of the year, going. A little bit off of my my normal path, and definitely off of uh, where the rest of my list is going to be going <laughs> for the rest of this episode. Okay, right. is uh, Lil Azar. Congratulations, man! Good job. Give us a call. We'll make you a made in the middle. Mm -hmm. We can do that. We have the power. Mm -hmm. Well, we have the technology and the power. So I know it's um, times are tough and whatnot, but if we can think. Back and if I fumble over my words, I'm so sorry. There's a that little bit of an echo came back, but that's fine. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fight. Mm -hmm. Fight it. Fight, so fight it. through it. I'll just take one of these up there and then I can go. actually hear myself. Um, <laughs> for how many years in this? Four years, and we're still amateurs. We still suck. <laughs> no, no formal training for any of us. <laughs> nope, um, not at all. So, as I was saying, I know times are tough. Uh, sometimes this is a hard thing, but if we could scrounge one up, best live performance. I have one, because it's the only one I remember. Fantastic. And they've been on the podcast. Ooh, even better. Mm -hmm. And not as the, themselves at the moment, but... I mean, the, the we only... I mean, I, I think local shows seem to be the only ones that I think we've gone to this year. Am I crazy? Um, the years blend together, and I never know where it ends and starts. Yeah, I sometimes have to like think really hard, but I did go to one show that. Really That's right. Yeah, out, you so. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess on, on my end, all local, pretty much any show we've played. <laughs> In all fairness, um, but so I actually went with Dead Fiction. Because I thought they were phenomenal. They are phenomenal. Like live, it's like Amazing. on point. Yeah. And like a different level yeah. of phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like we've heard that we've met them, we've heard them, but like actually seeing them live was like. like they didn't. They didn't play. So if anyone is a longtime listener, uh, Bearass was their prior name. Correct. And they've had some lineup changes, and they I believe they added a guitarist. And when we saw them, they didn't play any like bear ass stuff it was all new like the stuff they've been working on and speaking with a buddy of ours he was actually he brought it up but like they seem to have like a like a grungier sound i feel like a little bit kind of like yeah. like dirtier kind of like crunchy yeah, crunchy yeah, yeah. kind of yeah and uh, but i mean like they were spot on like i mean they were flawless they are very tight mm -hmm. and and even like with everybody being like an instrument uh, instrumentalists on the in the band like they're very entertaining to mm -hmm. watch no, absolutely um but i i agree with that that's that's actually funny you mentioned that because if i didn't pick my number one i was actually gonna go with dead fiction mm -hmm. like they were they were great they were good congratulations guys mm 
They want to come back. We'll have to actually get them. Yeah, we'll get them on like round two, kind of pecky award. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little pecky. It'll be the only one we've ever presented. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, for 2021, I I checked something off my bucket list, and this was a actually a pretty easy um, uh, easy category for me. Um, Established in 1983, which was, uh, oddly enough, the year I was born. It took me till 2021 to actually see them live. <laughs> and that is my punk binky, the great, almighty, Green no Day. effects. Oh. Which, aside from them looking a little bit older than what they used to about 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. They are insanely tight still and mm-hmm. insanely entertaining. And it was also my first uh, my first round at the uh, outdoor venue at mm-hmm. the uh, Worcester Palladium. Yeah, yeah, the Palladium, which was also very neat, very good. And they gave us a bunch of free beer. Well, not free beer, but a beer fest was included fest instead. So the whole package, like like the excitement, the energy, the uh, the comical nature, the uh, the banter, like it was just it was great. Cool, great, great, great. Yes. So good. Word. All right, let me update my notes. Best live performance is done. Check your boxes. Does anybody have any questions out there? Uh, no, good. Can I use the bathroom? Is this serious? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, we have a new category. We do. I'm gonna. I called it exactly what Anthony typed it. <laughs> Great. I wrote experimental. That's what I wrote. I went with the other thing you typed, the Leap of Faith song. Leap of Faith, yeah. The Leap of Faith song for uh, 2021. Essentially, the idea is, is essentially a band that's obviously been around, had a few albums, but their most you know release of this year is just like way different than what they normally roll with. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it works. I mean, it, it's a good kind of thing because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it happens and it's usually terrible. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to kind of. Not throw shade, you know. <clears throat> so I found a track that came out relatively recently. And what's what I think is funny about it, I think there's another band that may have influenced this. I think I know what you're talking about. So the band that might have influenced this was Bullet From My Valentine. Because mm-hmm. we've been talking about, over the last couple of years, their, um, them going back and forth, yep. like you know, Gravity and then Knives and... And uh, when Knives came out, I remember like we talked and we said, wow, this is like crazy heavy. Mm-hmm. So this other song came out a little while ago from this band called We Came As Romans. Ah, uh, yes. The song's called Daggers. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit longer than Knives. <laughs> Just a little bit. And you know what? I didn't even put that together. Knives, Daggers. Mm-hmm. I never even put that together. Mm-hmm. Holy just big shit. Knives. They're That's just a big knives. Fucking coughing. Uh huh. And it's just full on angry the whole mm-hmm. time. That's it. Yeah, they've Heavy been like soft. angry. Which I know We Came as Romans isn't necessarily like a not heavy band, right. like especially like their oldest stuff, sure. but like let's call them as they are. They're mm-hmm. a poppy. Like, like poppy vocals, cool, you know, instrumentation. Mm-hmm. But it's a good song. I can't believe I've, I missed that dagger. Well, it still, works. it still works. But that was my choice for the leap of faith. Okay. So, well, We Came as Romans wants to be full of my Valentine. <laughs> I, uh, I went with um, a band not super popular, but uh, they have three albums. Well, three, including this one. Uh, it's All Hail the Yeti. Released a new album this year. And it's... A lot more, like, kind of groovy and funky. Like, it's not... They still have, obviously, the harsh vocals and and a lot more cleans. But there was an interview about this, too. And they actually were just like, you know, we just play the music that we want to play. Like, they don't care who says what and what's for who and who's for when or any of the sort. Essentially, you just make music to make music because that's what they like to do. And coming from the last two albums, which were, which were very heavy, um, this one's definitely a different, a lighter road in it, but it still fits that concept album that they kind of do 
with their horror genre and, and whatnot. But um, it's it's much different. Like, if you heard them separately, you'd be like, I you would not even pick up the connection. But it works. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So we yeah. are exactly 25% through our categories. Wow, even your calculator math. <laughs> Only when it's even numbers. That's true. It's a lot easier. So, I guess the next two categories, we're going to do some uh, some sections of mm-hmm. some songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll start with, let's call it, eh, how about the best breakdown okay. in a song? Would you like me to lead this? I can start. Bobsled? Okay. okay. We don't have to make you do everything first. Again, I'm sometimes uh, influenced by uh, the Octane because I listen to the Octane quite mm-hmm. a bit, especially since my phone thingy doesn't um, recognize my devices anymore, so I can't listen to my own music all the time. Perfect. But uh, the artist is Sullivan King. Okay. The song in question is called Loud. Now, what I like about this, and the reason why I picked it for the best breakdown, I mean, essentially the whole song's almost a breakdown. Because, <laughs> okay, but it does that. Sullivan King is a um, is a EDM artist. Yes. Uh, and then he just finally, uh, well, not finally, he's um, he's started experimenting with like the full bands and um, mm-hmm. started putting out these singles, and the actual breakdown allowed is so. Bassy and they got the cool like little effects mm. in between like so it's not like a heavily instrumental technical mm. breakdown but it's it's exactly how the song suggests it's loud oh well, that's good and it sounds beautiful yeah. on a sweet set of speakers I can imagine I can make I can make uh, the basement shake good it might be why the crack of my foundation's got a little <laughs> bigger it's probably a good addition to it. Okay. Happy right. award goes to Sullivan King. Good job, buddy. Um, this is my only double dip, but the and that's called foreshadowing. So that's cool. Uh, the breakdown that I picked is from the song "Take Your Pick" from the Ice Nine Kills album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those ones that like kind of gives me like the goosey bumps whenever I listen to it. It's just, there's like three parts to it, and I mean, you've got Corpse Grinder in there, and it's just like the most brutal, angry thing ever. It's so, so mad. It's definitely a good one. Yeah. Ice Nine Kills like, can be always Crazy double bass nonsense their, in it. Any of their breakdowns yeah. are usually Yeah, and you know, fit. I think this one, like, this is, like, it took me by surprise. I was just like, oh, hey. How you doing? Hello. Hello, friend. Yes, take your pick. Ice Nine Kills. Very nice. So after the best breakdown, I guess it would only be appropriate to do the best solo. It would be. Now, me being a percussionist, solos aren't like my thing. I got you. So I went without jumping in the trivium too much because last I feel like last year was very trivium-oriented. I did my best to avoid it. Um, uh, if anyone has heard of Creed and anyone has heard of Alterbridge... Their guitarist, um, Tremonti, does a lot of solo projects. What do you mean? Oh, no. You're fine. Oh, knowing me. Don't oh, know me. Um, he released a new album recently, and the song off it is called One Piece. Okay. And it's a beautiful guitar solo. I mean, that guy's a phenomenal guitar player. In One Piece, yes. Yeah. It's very good. It's a pretty good choice. It's kind of jumped around there. Yeah. Uh huh. Took me a little bit to find that one, but yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So if anybody's ever heard of the band Creed, and That's the band weird. Um, <laughs> so this might not have never happened to us before, but did we pick the same song? Pick the same artist. Okay. Off the same album. You probably picked the. Uh, the I went a little title further track. down in the track. Did you go to title track. I went to marching in time. Okay. All right. That's a really cool group. That one's cool little, as well. Like this, there's some good stuff. He's a very good, good guitar talent. player. See, it was fun. I almost picked this one because I was trying to actually make sure there was something different mentioned. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and there we are. 
Because there's a lot of great solos out of the out there. It's, I mean, the new Trivium album is all solo. Like I couldn't find one that wasn't like the whole song. Right. That's it. Goes back to my epically boring. Yes. Oh, yes. Don't mean that. I gave it a really high rating. You did. The episode. But uh, marching in time, like it's a very, uh, it's a it's a longer track. It's seven minutes thirty three seconds, but mm-hmm. it's seven minutes of thirty three seconds of absolute beauty. It's a great tune. Yeah. And the album overall is actually really it's very good. good. Very very good. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're going to talk about for sound parts. We would do a drum solo, but they don't generally record those. No, not usually. If they do, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. Very weird. Somebody would have to actually announce said drum solo. I think you kept the most important album on your list, right? Yes. Okay. I think we should do that one next. Do I do that one next? Yeah. Most important Mm -hmm. album released in 2021. Because I have a small, well, not a story, but like a reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll laugh my ass off if we have the same one again. Somewhere, no, somewhere. this is... My choice is Raw. Oh, okay. Uh, Intercorrupted. Mm-hmm. was released this year. Now, why I consider it the most important... Now, if anyone knows anything about Raw, they're self-published by the lead singer. He has made, he made his own, like... They're an independent artist. Yeah. They're, um... And they've been around since what? 2000? Early 2000s? Probably? Well, that 90, 90, 90, something 97, like that? 98 was the first time I saw them. So the reason, and that they're still putting out music and doing it well as an independent artist, I think that's a big feat in my mind. Because everyone relies on you know, the record companies a lot. And I think that he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do my own. Screw you guys. And just did it. And he's still doing it. You know what I mean? That's a very... Oh, I'm sorry. It's a good album, too. Oh, two. Oh, two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that came out. That was a a great song. Yeah. It's a good album. But they're definitely very... Idly. As far as the independent artist goes. Yeah. And just to add on that, if you don't mind mm-hmm. the big deal was like like more so now is how that's gonna kind of like operate like bands are gonna do more stuff independently because you know it's just the the shift in the the way things work sure back then that wasn't the case right like you weren't getting on national tours without having some right. kind of representation or Absolutely. management or promotion mm-hmm. promotion team like working with you kind of a thing so like them doing it back then mm-hmm. was like really a feat Right. And the fact that they got as popular as they were, and I know the local radio stations were like heavily involved with mm-hmm. them, like the AFs and the I think BCN was around back then still. Okay. Um, like they just did it the right way, and it worked out great for them. Yeah. Uh, my most important album for uh, 2021, I actually picked um, Fear Factories. Oh, nice. Aggression Continuum. I forgot that came out. There's a couple reasons for this. Because it's been like 26 years. So, Bert C. Bell, with um, all the legals and the whatnot that was happening, actually has left Fear Factory. He's Correct. not in Fear Factory anymore. But the vocals for this album were already recorded. Right. Uh-huh. Like, so they just had to, like, you know, do whatever they had to do and, like, the, the, the post production and whatnot. But mm. this is the last album of Fear Factory that will have the vocalist Burton C. Bell performing. And it's arguably one of their best CDs front to back. Yeah, is it good? Um, Now, I'm always going to say it's it's, it's, it can't it can only be top three. Sure. Because depending on the day, either uh, Demanufacture or Obsolete will always be like my number one and Mm -hmm. number two when it comes to Fear Factory. But it's for old school Fear Factory fans like myself, it's very important that Bert is still here. Yeah, like one yeah. last go around, and sure. yeah, you're gonna listen to it and you're gonna say, "Wow, you guys suck and are stupid for <laughs> not being able to hold this together." Because yeah. it is actually pretty good. Is it good? And it's fun, and it's got all the old school Fear Factory tricks. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna miss them, <laughs> and I love them. Uh. End of an era, man. It's true. It's true. 
godfathers of industrial. Mm-hmm. I'll say absolutely. It. No, there's probably industrial music before them. Doesn't even matter. No, they're the. Mo- I think I feel like they were ahead of the, like head of the the conductor. I guess. At least industrial music wasn't on my radar until Fear Factory came out. Right, right. Well, I don't think it was really popularized until then. Well, then you got like Ministry and stuff like that, I suppose. Yeah. But. Next, I guess we should do some uh, individual awards. Individual. Shall we start with uh, your wheelhouse? My wheelhouse. Uh-huh. I prefer square houses, but that's fine. Drummer of the year. <sighs> okay, this is the one time I win the trivium because Alan, <laughs> Alex Bent is I don't know, some sort of angelic god. I don't know, but I mean, he. Going back to the last episode when we kind of discussed Court of the Dragon, I mean, this is, that's this kind of music that Alex can just go. You know what I mean? There's no structure, really. Like, he can just, like, fill wherever he wants. That makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And it's fast, it's heavy, like, it's just constant. Like, it is, and it just, it shows really what he can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Bueno in a chicken dinner. Well, we'll, why don't we just say Alex Bent is now a two-time winner. (laughs) Good. 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 He should be. So I I had also had Alex Bent on my my list. Um, And just to go back to, like, our previous conversations, I actually, um, I mean, he essentially saved Trivium. Yeah. And brought it back from, like, this weird path yeah, they were I agree. down and like you know the having to hold back and like whatnot like he he pretty much brought this back and i mean that's uh this latest album is um is uh it's really a work of art it's yeah. a, it's a big masterful art piece Agreed. and i think he needed to be recognized there mm-hmm. agreed 100 percent. how about guitarist of the year anthony so mine is gonna be kind of a mixed situation and what I mean by that is that the guitar there's two guitars in this band and I couldn't figure out which one is the lead mm-hmm. I did my research they're, I don't think they're popular enough to like but the band is era God if we pick the same thing again I swear to God can't make it up. It's fucked up. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. You get one, I'll get the other. I'm going to take Sean Price because he doesn't sing. You can take Jesse Cash. If I'm not mistaken, Sean Price is the lead. Yeah, I kind of figured because Jesse does clean vocals and he's, yeah. You know what's weird? Is that they both played bass at a random point during this, like. Okay. It's just like this. It's like 2014 or 2016. They play bass. I don't know if it's just like an addition. Maybe they didn't have a bass player. But it was actually a good thing. I feel like that they put out an album this year because like Era is one of those bands. Like I I heard of them like when they first came out. Mm-hmm. Like not right at two four sure. two uh, 2014. Like probably a couple of years later. But um, like they are like those type of um players where there's a lot going on there's, there's a lot, a lot of on. bouncing off of each other the there's a lot of back and forth bananas. um they can make they can make pretty they can make angry and what i actually mm-hmm. liked about the self-titled one is at least like especially the first few tracks on the actual list i don't have the track list in front mm-hmm. of me and i've only Snowblind, had but um house of glass they got a little heavy yeah on this one mm-hmm. and it's still like it's got that nice technical feel mm-hmm. in the back which mm-hmm. i love i love mm-hmm. when you have like a nice heavy chug yep. and there's like another story being told in like the background yep. like with like the instruments so like the duo is uh J- jesse cash and uh sean price mm-hmm. jesse cash is also the clean vocalist in the yes. uh in the in i think the that's band. new right or is it ever no, clean? they've always had, they've always they've had always a clean had. Okay. i don't know how long these two ge- gentlemen because i know they had sure. a couple of lineup changes and yep. to your point like they've kind of all bounced around like right. a little bit <clears throat> That's so funny. That's so weird. <laughs> you know what? It's a great release, though. That album oh, was like really fantastic. I think um, our, bu- our buddy Dan actually yep. like kind of he's, he's like, dude, have you ever heard of this band Era? Yeah. I'm like, uh huh. <clears throat> Go on. So yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to say about him? Go ahead. <laughs> so it was weird coming from you, Dan. <laughs> Didn't yeah. know we could listen to the same kind of music because you know, he's way smarter than us. It's math core. 
Mathcore. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I mean, that's what, that'd probably be why it's right up his alley. Like, there there are time changes and, like, all kinds yeah, of crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I think like, that's what it is, Transition too. nightmare. I think we'd like to call it. Mm-hmm. Real musicians call them time changes and experimenting. We call it transition nightmare. I'm going to let you pick your vocalist first, because I swear to God, if we have the same one. <laughs> uh, mine were written down, so I'm not just copying. Mine copy is too. Okay, I'm just <laughs> I printed mine. <laughs> Did I print your screen? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a picture of it. All right, so vocalist of the year. I went with a gentleman named okay. Will Ramos. I have no idea who that is. Oh, good. <laughs> just making up, making up words. <laughs> I went with Paul. I went with Phil Famos. Will Ramos is the um, the vocalist of a uh, band called Lorna Shore. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. And I was, you know what? I when I was when I was thinking about this, it's like I feel like it's time that we nominated or rewarded somebody who can bring in grunts, growls, <laughs> pig squeals, the whole nine years over orchestrated. Death metal, essentially, mm-hmm. and the way I'm talking about him kind of makes him sound like a joke, but it's no joke. Like this stuff is like heavy and wow. crazy, and his it's his stuff is weird. It's gnarly, but it, there's something pretty awesome about it, and there's something that I really appreciate about it. <laughs> and if you're ever angry about something, like Lorna Shore is probably Just a good place to, to go. You can be angry with him, but he definitely, he definitely, uh, he definitely uh, pushes the threshold of the uh, the noises uh-huh. and the uh, the whatnots. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh-huh. Very nice. Well, Ramos, Lone Shore. Congratulations, buddy. I went buddy. with a non-gentleman. Oh boy, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I went with Tatiana Schmeluck. Schmeluck, Schmeluck. I think Schmeluck, the lead singer of Ginger. How uh, they released an album this year. And, like, that girl is phenomenal. She's pretty good. Like, the cleans are, like, can be, like, any range. Her growls can be stupid low, like, stupid high. Like, her range is unbelievable. And, I mean, the the new album, I mean, she's... She, it, there's a lot, at least it seems to be a lot more of the clean aspect. But I think it works. I think there's a good mixture that it just... It flows nice. And it shows what she can do. I would also say, like, when she does do her metal scream, there are some female vocalists out there, like, I, I, like, I don't care for their mm-hmm. metal scream. Like, there's, Sometimes there's, it's, there's, it's there's, either too high or it's got, right, like, a There's a, a few of them. Like, there's, there's a few that have, like, some good balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa White Goose. Um, why is, uh, what's her face, is uh, the agonist? Why is she? I don't remember the new one. I don't know why her name's so, but, like, those are, like, very natural sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Sometimes like it's just, but her her metal scream I think actually like works. It works nice. Well. Like it's good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Good choice. And that's it for the, like the individuals. Yep. Now the big three. The big three. So yeah, song of the year, album of the year, and artist of the year. Yep. Guess we'll start with the song. Okay. All right. I kind of pushed the boundaries of how I could pick. There's two of these categories. Unfortunately, these are probably my only double dip. Okay. Um, so the album, the band is Orbit Culture. Okay. I got really into this band okay. this year. Like I started with their older stuff, and I got like kind of like really into the um the album is uh I'm gonna probably butcher it, Nija Naya Nia okay. something like that. I'm I'm assuming they're foreign. So or on a different different part of the po- across the pond. Uh, just space. Okay. Um, Nija technically came out in 2022, but the deluxe version came out in 2021. It doesn't make sense, but okay. Two bonus tracks on the Deluxe, which was released in 2021 with the rest of the album. Therefore, this album, the Deluxe version... Was it's just weird that they would put out a Deluxe before a regular album. No, the regular album was 2020. The Deluxe came oh, out in 2021. Oh, you said 2022. That's why I was confused. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because that's why I was like, why would they put the Deluxe Too many twos in these years. No, 2020 uh-huh. was the regular... 2021 the sure. deluxe so i was able to carry this over gotcha. kind of like that time we did the silver scream and yes. that had a deluxe that got it into the qualifying correct year. um the track that i picked off of that is a track called behold mm-hmm. behold pretty much has everything that i would ever want in a metal song okay 
Like if I wanted like a whole composition piece, mm-hmm. it has like a nice catchy like rhythm riff going into it. It starts with like a clean, has a nice hooky chorus, goes out into like this like little bridgey this bridge section mm-hmm. that gets into this really high energy, crazy like it's not really a breakdown. But the bridge kind of like just it's like it's an energy builder, energy builder, energy builder, and then the last like probably minute and a half of the song is just absolute balls to the wall like hard metal. Okay, and it's just a great song like start to finish, <laughs> and I probably had it on loop like one day for like six hours straight <laughs> because it's almost like essentially it's like one of those songs you, you can't you don't have to get you can't get sick of it because it's almost like two different songs like all like jammed okay. into one. Almost three different songs because, like, you know, you have the like the little transition piece there, yeah, yeah. and then like it's just like listening to a three-song album like over and over again. It's about five and a half minutes. All right. But it was a great song, and like I honestly, I pegged that song probably like all year. It's like here it is, this is the one to beat right here because like you know you do these shows a few times and you start thinking about this stuff like throughout the year. It's like I have the song now that needs to be beat. <laughs> yeah, right. Put it on a pedestal. It never came. It held on. <clears throat> Good. Okay. Uh, I went with something a little shorter than daggers. <laughs> I went with knives. I pulled up my Valentine because, and, and the reason I picked it is because usually when you have bands that have been around for a while and they put out a new single, and nowadays, depending on the band, sometimes it's just crap. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, it's just whatever. But this came out, and this is when, like, it piqued my interest on where this album was going. And I still listen to the song. I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably one of the best off the album. And it's just, it's just, it, it kind of defined what the album was going to be. Yeah, nice. It's heavy. It's angry. It keeps popping up in my playlist. <laughs> Won't leave me alone. And this, and the bass drops in it. So that's Whoops. cool. Can't go wrong with bass drops. No. 8.2 million plays. Good for them. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to add this to our official playlist. Shameless self-promotion. Come follow us on Spotify, guys. You can listen to our official Heavy Metal over six-pack podcast playlist. Yes, we can. Along with other people's music. Oh, there's tons of music on there. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep random, randomly adding stuff here. Three hours and 18 minutes worth of me- uh, tunes right now. Meatball tunes. Bruja. Bruja. All right, Song of the Year brings us right on the album of the year. Again, this I'll hand out I'll hand out the pack here real quick. This is the one time that I double dipped. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> the um, uh, Orbit Culture is Nija. Okay. Deluxe Edition. It's a great album. Like and like, aside from like the uh, the song that I kind of highlighted, the the thing I think I like most about it is like the it's got a there's a certain beauty in the instrumentation. Like it's got a good amount of technical. It's got a good amount of heavy. And this dude's voice is actually like a little bit of enchanting to me. Like he's got a really good like when he does go hard, mm-hmm. it's it's really mm-hmm. like clean and it's one of those um it's one of those metal vocalists like you you can hear his words like clearly, yeah. clean, and it's just it's solid. It's got an awesome tone. It just mm-hmm. it just demands ass kicking. I hate when when it's just like it's just like really high, you know, like that kind of like that metalcore singing where it's just like you know it's it's mm-hmm. not my thing. Ruins it for me. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want my ears to bleed. No. I tend to listen to music louder than you probably should. <laughs> yeah, so. we don't need. We don't need that. Yeah, no, no ear bleeding. <laughs> um, my album is is my only, uh, double dip, oddly enough. Um, I went with Ice Nine Kills. Release of the Silver Scream Two. It's just one of those ones front to back. I can listen to every song, like no problems. Thank God, by the way. Thank God it's Friday. Like that's the first one. I would have been so sad if they <clears throat> if they ruined. Like I forget if I say it on the podcast or not. The fact that it was like set up as like a sequel. It's like no, yeah, no. Who likes sequels ever? Right. It's, that's it's that's a big cases. risk. <laughs> very rare cases. But it worked. It worked well. All the songs are good. It did. It's mm-hmm. and it was equally as you know Beautiful. equally as comical and mm-hmm. yeah, it's still creative as hell too. Like it didn't get boring, which is nice. Even that first, uh, the um, 
hip to be scared. Yeah. Like, didn't love it when it first came out. Even I that's gr- even it. that's like, grown on me. Yeah, like, it's, it's just weird, like, oh, yeah. you know what? Like, I'm actually kind of like okay now. Now the chorus has like that hook in it now. Well, it's now like, okay. once you find like the movie it's based off of, it's like okay, like okay, so it's not just random. It actually has like a purpose. The certain parts make sense. The themes, the Easter eggs. <clears throat> It's a pretty good segue into my artist of the year. <clears throat> oh boy, did you pick this? <laughs> just, just go for it, because mine's gonna have a story as well. It's not the same though as you. So I didn't give him any individual awards. I didn't give him any uh, any spots anywhere else other than here. But the artist of the year that I did pick, and it's maybe maybe it's because like they are still personal favorites of mine. But it is it is actually Ice Nine Kills. Okay. And the reason why I picked Ice Nine Kills is because I think I think the way that they kind of approach their craft. Is very very creative, very mm-hmm. important. Um, they have a great following. To like w- to reiterate what Anthony's points, like they are probably one of the most creative bands that I've ever listened to. Yeah, like like their whole catalog is like is, mm-hmm. but the fact that they're staying consistent with it, they're not like kind of faltering. Like they're able to like, it's almost like you know that they're putting like the right amount of effort into everything that they put sure. out. Like they're not just producing it to produce it right. kind of a thing. Like these things are well thought of. They're well thought right. out. And I like their live approach because usually, like, if they have an album out, they almost play it out like, okay, like, this is the release. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. So if you go now, you're going to hear like Silver Scream 2. Sure. <laughs> like, right. like, when we we saw them, I think, once or maybe Silver twice. Yeah, and that was, like, and that was Silver Scream. Yeah, and they played. Majority. And it was, it was all Silver Scream. Mm-hmm. And, like, the set was set up for it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the stage presence was yep. set up for it. The costumes were yep, set up outfits. for it. So... I, I just appreciate everything that they do and like the way that they approach it, and I love the fact that they're popular. Yeah. They took off quick, too, because they weren't really big until the, the last album. Took a few years. Mm-hmm. Took a few years, yeah. And according to our bandmate, Chris, apparently uh, Spencer's a prick, which is too bad, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Never meet your heroes. No. Ever. No. No. Because no. then you learn bad things. Right. And they just make you sad. And people are generally set up to disappoint you. I mean, I keep my bar low. I just <laughs> assume people are terrible, so. <laughs> my threshold for dealing with famous people would be okay. My choice for artists sounds weird, but I'll kind of go into it. We, we kind of discussed. We actually, actually reviewed the album. At least I did. And this band kind of a lead singer posted a thing that with the release of this album they were like you know we didn't really we didn't really feel this one we had we struggled to write this and it's probably going to be our last album you know unless people really enjoy it and it goes well foreseeable future and these motherfuckers got like album of the year number one fucking chevelle because they even at the worst, can put out a number one album. <laughs> Figure that shit out. That <laughs> joke's on you. You can't quit. Yeah, right? I mean, I've always liked Chevelle. I've never not liked Chevelle. I, almost every album they put out, I've enjoyed. Like, I've never had an issue with them. They've never strayed too far from what they do. But they're always iconic enough with what they do, you know it's Chevelle. And it still has that flavor regardless what album you come off of. So, yeah. As a three-piece, too. I think they're a two-piece technically at the moment, but... But their, their music is very full mm-hmm. as a three-piece. Yeah, and they're, even they're, live. Like, start to the, start the finish catalog is very impressive. Mm-hmm. And it's, you always talk about, like, the, like, the hook in the song. Like, they might... They would... They're probably, like, absolute masters at it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you learn their songs real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if, you, if you listen to them mm-hmm. and... It's just it's just so easy. It just comes and it's like it's there and it's dude, yes, I I agree with that. That's a, that's a fantastic pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the next one. Seconds. Ha That's right, boys. Get back to work. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere. Nope. Says all of us. Yep. Pretty much. So that was short, sweet, and efficient. That's how we do things in twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. Like my love life. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I think the short adjective would be the only one that uh, I've been told on that front. But um, 
So those are our 2021 Packy Awards, our third annual Packy Awards. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe, but if we were going to yeah. have a uh, award show of any kind, I mean, this is what it would be. We'd give like out the like Dundies of the office. Exactly. It's not as quirky, but that's fine. Little Packies mm-hmm. in honor of our package stores in Massachusetts. Yes. For those of you that don't know the uh, size of our Packies. Anthony, you got anything else for the people? I don't think so, man. Moving into the new year, new stuff, new things. We got some great shit coming for you we this do. year. Um, we're gonna get back to work. We're gonna stop being slackers. We're gonna um, we got we got bands lined up. We got mm-hmm. interviews lined up. Like we're we're going back to the old days. Like yep. and the the stuff. The reason why we wanted to do this. I know the last couple of years, and who knows what this year is gonna look like. Yeah, no, the last too. couple of years have been tricky and tough and difficult. And but we'll be back. Keep on listening. Um, we're still out on all of those platforms for the most part. Mm-hmm. New uh, new distribution host, that's all, which nobody should actually feel the change. The change, mm-hmm. unless you actually went directly to Podomatic, sorry. Right. But right. just go to Anchor. They're just as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, there is a Twitter out there. Go ahead and follow it. We might go on that sometime this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out all the cool stuff that we're up to and mm-hmm. uh, what we've got coming up. And the web, the main webpage, hmoa6pack.com. That's the one. I'm done. I'm Anthony. Bye, kids. That's the peer review. Ha! It's not the peer review at all. It could be. All right, That's peace out. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.